All right, guys, we made it. Welcome in. I am your host of the Big Law Capitalist, Jeremy Toms. I'm really happy to have you guys. I have so much planned for this podcast, for these episodes that are upcoming. Uh, this first episode, I think, is chock full of value. Uh, we'll talk about some like goofy stuff. We'll talk about some actual, like, you know, really good tips and strategies for, for real estate investing. We'll talk about a bunch of stuff. But what you can expect from our podcast is genuine value, right? You're you're probably an attorney if you're listening to this, big law capitalist. Uh, you know, if you're if you're not an attorney and you're listening to it, love you too. I appreciate you joining the, joining in with us. But for this show, the point is highly paid professionals who lack time. That is like the definition of an attorney, basically. And when you lack that time, you think you don't have really the opportunity to go and invest, right? Make your money work for you. Well, that's what I'm here for. I want to make sure that you know the strategies, you know really how easy it can be to add to your portfolio, to add to your investment strategy without taking away from your W-2 job, right? That's what I've been able to do. That's what other people who I've you know, coached and helped out on with, with investments, that's what they've been able to do. And so I'm excited to be able to bring that to you. So allow me to introduce our first guest. He is one of my closest friends. Uh, he's also the co-founder of a company that I actually own as well, which is New Homes Capital Management. Um, he's a great guy. He does a lot of really cool stuff. One of the things he does the best is uh, some construction stuff, uh, a lot of investing. He's well-versed in real estate. And I think it makes sense to kind of him for him to be the first guest because outside of the fact that, you know, he's really good at investing and he has a lot in his portfolio, he's done a lot of stuff. He's also the person I talk to the most outside of my wife. And so like, at least this first episode won't be super awkward, right? Like we'll be able to dive in and like, you know, we can just do some goofy stuff, crazy stuff and kind of get crazy with it because like it's our first episode, but I'm super happy to have you guys in. So join us for this journey. This is going to be the first of many. Uh, I think we'll add a ton of value. And if you ever have any any questions after you listen to an episode and you're like, hey, what was that? Like, give me more on that. I want to talk to you guys, right? So if that's the case, hit us up. Go to our link, go to our, uh, our Instagram at the Big Law Capitalist. And then also reach out to us on LinkedIn. Uh, feel free to reach out to me, Jeremy Toms on LinkedIn, T-O-M-E-S. It's a weird spelling. I'll never be able to tell you why it's spelled that way, but it is. And then also feel free to reach out to Matt, right? Uh, on LinkedIn, you can hit up Matt Graves. And then also on Instagram, uh, I believe Matt, his handle is, actually just reach out to our, our uh, Instagram handle for new homes. I'll let him plug that. All right, guys, I want to dive into the episode. I want to introduce you to Matt, Matt Graves. He's the co-founder of New Homes. He's done a lot of really cool stuff. He has some really cool strategies that I think would be really helpful for you. Um, so without further ado, let's jump to it. Let go. Matt, how's it going, man? Welcome in. Going well, man. Excited to be the first guest on the podcast. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. You know, we're we're going to figure this thing out. Yeah. One way or another, we're going to make it happen. Definitely. Uh, so I appreciate you jumping on, man. We we chat literally every day. Uh, our families are super tight. So I thought it made sense for you to jump on first, kind of, you know, help me kick this thing off, get it get it off to, on the right start. You know, I think one of the reasons that I even became friends with you is because your, your like insight and abilities in real estate are second to none. So I think a lot of people will like, you know, get a lot of value from you. Um, before we get any further though, like let's introduce you, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, so as you mentioned, I'm a co-founder of New Homes. Um, we started that um, what, a little over three years ago now. And um, wow, yeah. 
Yes, it has been a long time. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. It's flown by, but um, yeah, no, so we're full, full fledged on that right now. I'm also a realtor um, part time as well. And um, yeah, just living here in Charlotte, currently doing Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, currently doing a little bit of a house hack, but we can get into that a little bit later on. But um, but yeah, absolutely, we will. But yeah, met you um, here in Charlotte, and uh, yeah, we, we kicked it off, uh, like I said, about three years ago, and uh, been going strong ever since. So yeah, dude, right? We met what like five years ago, back uh, like 2017 at uh, in South End at, at Brass Tap, you know? Yeah. Just two guys trying to find their way in the world. Yeah, yeah. who to thunk it? <laughs> <laughs> no, we uh, yeah, we definitely had a uh, a good connection. Uh, as both of our wives are in the um, in the medical field, actually physician assistants. Um, but yeah, we both. I felt like we both kind of knew that you know um, we could complement one another uh, really well. Um, our our strengths and weaknesses um, mirrored each other very well. So. Yeah, it was it was strange. Like I was uh so when, I, when we met, I had I was probably a year into investing. You were, I think, a year or two into investing back. And we can kind of dive into that a little bit, but like it was it was the most opportune opportunistic sort of meeting, right? Like I had no idea who you were, you had no idea who I was. I was late to the meeting. I had no reason to actually get any value out of that meeting. I should have been like, it should be like, no, nah, man, there's the door. Like you're late. Uh but I went in sat down next to you and like the rest was history, man. But before we, before that ever happened, right? Uh, where did you grow up? Uh, yeah. So I, I, uh, originally grew up in Illinois, um, just a little town about an hour South of Chicago called moments. And, um, it's about 3,500, uh, people. And, um, yeah, uh, grew up there and, um, went to college, uh, got a degree and, um, got out into the, the workforce, like, you know, kind of, uh, we're kind of taught to do and, and, um, <laughs> you know, got out there and, and, uh, I actually got a degree in, uh, law enforcement and, um, immediately came in handy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> immediately picked up a job as a, uh, private investigator right out of college. Um, they had an opening actually in Colorado and, uh, I, you know, jumped at that opportunity to move out there. So. Yeah. Which is fantastic. I'm, Top three cities for me, like San Francisco, one Denver, Colorado is like a strong second. Like it, it, it pushes towards the first, but yeah, like outside of just the winters being the winters, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, not like fantastic area. So when you're out there, I think you, you met your wife out there, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I, uh, I'd lived out there for several years, end up, uh, meeting my wife, um, and, uh, I was like I said at that time I was a private investigator. I just got super comfortable in the job, which was a like that. That's a job in and of itself. Like, like the the story of you being a private investigator, which is one of the wildest jobs that I've ever like heard stories about. But uh, you have one in particular that I always find like really hilarious. So like you used to, what, you used to track former or retired NFL players, right? Yeah, I mean, so it was. I mean, it was a culmination of a lot of different people, but uh, one of one of our uh, the insurance companies that we work for. Um, so we mainly did workman's comp and liability stuff, and so mm-hmm. one of the insurance companies we 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 um, we worked for and were contracted by. Uh, we did a lot of work on ex NFL players that were getting paid for injuries that they were um, supposedly or did have um, throughout their career, and were still getting paid for them. So, gotcha. Yeah, which is like. 
wild. Yeah, yeah, it was. That's, uh, that's a job. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, just a quick, a brief history on on that job. I mean, I so I was basically following around people in a, you know, blacked out minivan, uh, super creeper style. <laughs> <laughs> basically you know i was i was looking for video uh evidence of of them you know like the classic just like you know using crutches coming out of your physical therapy and then you're out like you know uh going to the gym or golfing or or you know uh, skiing down the mountains out in colorado that happened a lot uh, i got to follow people down the mountains and stuff that was super cool um but that's wild yeah yeah no uh, the football players it was it wasn't sam I, mean, I, was, I was following you know porsches going down the highway at 90 mile an hour with my minivan so it was uh goodness it, gracious it got interesting so but um yeah anyways I, I i like i said i got super comfortable in that job um kind of reached my my potential in that job they offered me a, a promotion but it was basically a lateral move you know more hours same pay so um, but that is, is it accurate to say like during that entire period that, you know, you're, you're out in Colorado, you met your wife, you're working that job that you had the real estate bug early, right? Like you're, you've always been super entrepreneurial, but that, that real estate bug bit you pretty early on. Yeah. And, um, you know, as much as I would have loved to dive into the real estate out in there and, uh, in, in Colorado yeah. at that time, I, so I was right around when, uh, we became legalized out there. So, mm-hmm. um, it's when a lot of cash, uh, got going in the real estate market, but, um, yeah, that's, a, that's another story. But, uh, so anyways, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I definitely got the bug. Um, and I had expressed that to my wife, my wife ended up actually, um, encouraging me to kind of follow that dream. And, um, like I said, she was, a, she's a physician assistant. Um, she, she makes pretty good money. So I was able to kind of, you know, uh, kind of make that leap into that, that dream that I had and she was able to support us throughout the process, but to kind of help facilitate that, we ended up moving back to Illinois, um, to kind of live in, back to moments. Yeah. Back to moments, yeah. uh, to live in my parents, uh, river rental house and, um, you know, ended up moving back there. And I basically wanted to learn from my dad. He's like I said, he's of, of that generation just knows how to do everything. Yeah, like jack of all trades, but like also a master of few as well. Yeah, yeah, take apart engines, you know, build houses, um, just anything. Oh, real quick, before I before we gloss over it, shout out to your wife for for actually like for you convincing her to move from Denver, Colorado, back to Moments, Illinois. That's that's love, man. You gotta. She was a shout trooper. out to you. Yeah, she was a trooper. Yeah, she she knew. <laughs> She was not a big fan of small towns, and uh, but yeah, she she gave it, you know, she gave me two years back home. You know, we would kind of, we would kind of, uh, you know, move back there. Like I said, save up money, living in my parents' rental house. Uh, I got a job actually as a, uh, I got out of, like, like I said, I got out of private investigating, ended up just getting a, a job in the union as actually a heavy machinery operator in a in a oh, yeah. in a, a a mine actually like a rock a rock quarry. Uh, says, so you know, uh, like a Fred Flintstone breaking rocks, you know, down there. <laughs> and uh, it was able to, it was, it was a neat experience and everything, but that just, I mean, it was allowed me to kind of make an income while I was also the point of moving back, which was basically to learn from my father uh, about, you know, how to, you know, do all the stuff that I know to how to do nowadays, which is, you know, essentially, yeah. um, you know, build a, build a house, you know, so. Right. Yeah. So let's dive into that because that that's what's really cool. And, and, and for the audience's point, uh, um, sort of edification, th- this is really the reason I, I wanted Matt to be on the first episode because I think a lot of people 
get bogged down in the idea of real estate investing, right? Like, and, and this is really with any investment, right? They get bogged down in like the, hey, I don't have time for this part of it, which is especially from, you know, I can speak from experience from an attorney's perspective, can be like the reason you don't do certain things, right? Like you're just, you're slam busy, you know, you have family obligations, right? Like you have all this stuff going on. So I think a lot of people, they sort of hesitate to even dive into it because they think I don't have time for this. But the strategies you you started out using that you, I mean, you're still incorporating today, which I'll, we can, we'll get into, make it so that you can do them and still just live, right? Like it's, it becomes just sort of a part of your life, but it's also creating a massive amount of wealth. So let's dive into that. So when you were, when you moved back to Moments, you're working with your dad and you flipped a house, right? That was, that was step sort of one into the, into the real estate foray. Kind of, let's dive into that. Where, let's talk about the house. How much did you buy it for? Um, what was the, the business plan there? So, uh, yeah, we, um, we ended up, you know, we wanted to flip a house. We, we needed the funds to do so. Uh, I actually recommended through, you know, reading real estate books, listening to podcasts and stuff, I actually recommended that, um, you know, we, we go ahead and take a home equity line of credit out on the rental house that we were actually living in. Mm. Uh, they had owned that outright for quite some time. And right. uh, so we ended up getting a loan on that. And uh, that was, you know, $45,000 loan. We ended up going out purchasing a house for $25,000 this is not Colorado, by the way. So, <laughs> so those numbers like totally, sound made up. Like. We bought a bought a like a nineteen twenty seven house uh, for twenty five thousand dollars, and over the course of the next year, we worked on nights and weekends after working, you know, fifty sixty hours a week, um, driving over, you know, twenty thirty minutes to the actual town that we were flipping it in, working, you know, going home, rinse and repeat. So. Uh, yeah. basically spending all of our weekends doing that as well. So uh, to make a long story short, we, we like I said, we, we, we did that over the course of a year. Uh, I literally took this house down the studs, um, completely you know, rebuilt it, and uh, we ended up selling it for $85,000 after putting about $20,000 into it. So um, yeah, we made a little decent profit over that. Now, if you, if you actually count the hourly time that we were doing, <laughs> the actual hours that we put it into it over a year, it was it was probably terrible, um, but it was a good learning experience. So, well, and and too right that that's that's a thing in it's, in and of itself. You you not only did you profit from it, but it wasn't just you know um, tangible like you know dollar profit, right? It was like the educational sort, if you will, educational profit. Yeah, um, that you've been able to sort of, you've, you've taken that and turned it into like a mini empire now, right? Which is like, which is pretty wild. And I think that's some sort of like the American dream. Um, it's why so many people love the idea of real estate because you can sort of multiply your, your uh, the valuation, right? You can multiply your balance sheet, you know, with real estate, you can really build massive wealth pretty quickly. Um, and so, so that's, that kind of, that's a good segue that it dives into um, sort of, what I wanted to talk about on this episode, which is the idea of the live-in flip and also the idea of house, house hacking. Um, so from there, from moments, right, you moved, was it immediately down to Charlotte? Is that right? Yeah, my wife got a, a position here in Charlotte and um, we ended up uh, moving out here. Her family lives close by. And so, uh, yeah, made the move out here. At that time, it was, you know, super, um, you know, low cost of living, um, easy, easy entry into the market. Uh, but we moved out here and we, we immediately got into rental. 
wanted to feel out the market, feel out the neighborhoods where we wanted to be and everything in our first house. Um, and at that time, I also got my realtor's license. I thought, you know, why not, you know, learn the market, also get paid for, yeah. while I'm, you know, purchasing and selling houses. So, um, yep. yeah, learn how to do comp. Which makes some total sense to the to the position of, of, of being a realtor um, throughout that process. It's for some people, it's not for some, you know, some other people, but uh, I, I felt like it's very, it's very much helped me throughout the career that uh, I've, I've built so far, so. And did so when you uh, when you guys moved down here, was the plan from the beginning like I want to do a live in flip right? And we can I can dive into the definition of that, but like was that the plan from the beginning? Yeah, it was. Um, we we wanted to find some. I mean, it's I it's hard for me. It's very hard for me to find you know to actually buy something uh, like a piece of real estate that doesn't have some type of value add, yeah. um, and so. Yeah. That was definitely the goal, um, and uh, like I said, we started looking for houses and um, found a neighborhood that we really liked. Uh, after missing out on several houses, that I mean, the Charlotte market continued to get hot and hotter than what it is currently, is, is, is which is insane. Yeah. But um, we were putting twenty five thousand dollars over asking on on properties with no inspections and everything, and and we were missing out on it. So um, yeah, so yeah, we. We ended up uh, finally getting into a, a house and bought it for two sixty five, and um, it was uh, been a rental for like fourteen years. And um, but yeah, we uh, we we saw the value in the neighborhood, and um, we saw you know what the house needed. It was a little bit more than a cosmetic flip, I would say. Um, and so <laughs> so yeah, we uh, we ended up putting you know um, about. Forty to fifty thousand dollars into that one, and um, after we stayed there for two years, um, we ended up selling for five twenty seven five. Good lord! Yeah, it was a, it was a good come up. So wow, yeah, right. Like that is the level up of the century. Yeah, that that's fantastic, man. And so what what's even better about that? And I think when you when you dove into the the live and flip, and let's go ahead and like kind of give a, a de- working definition, right, uh, of what that is. One of the benefits I think you wanted the most, right, was like the fact that you're not only are you flipping it, you're living there. So like when you when you got into it, what were sort of what would you say like are, were the top three reasons that you wanted to do a live and flip? So uh, number one, I mean, was honestly just like, I mean, low, low cash down on your actual loan. Mm-hmm. Um, we were able to get a conventional loan, do three and a half percent down when normally for investment properties, you're putting 20 to 25% down, like stuff we do nowadays. I mean, it's to, to be able to get away with three and a half percent down. I mean, it's always about, you know, trying to put as little money in it of your own as possible. Um, yeah, it's like a cheat code. That's yeah, fantastic. So, so <laughs> that was, that was uh, number one reason. Um, second was, um, just, I mean, the ease of entry into real estate investing in general, um, it's a, yep. it's a really easy way to you know, kind of use your own house as an asset. Um, and, you know, utilize that, especially, I mean, the things that, that I know that I learned from my dad, um, I was able to do that and, and kind of, uh, you know, add that value to the house throughout the process. And right. the third was, I mean, honestly, just living in it in general, um, we knew that we were going to eventually move, move away from that house, but staying in it for that two years to be able to hit that, you know, no capital gains tax. Um, so basically, you know, uh, not a CPA at all, but, uh, you know, you, 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 uh, you get out of paying capital gains if you live in your personal house for two out of five year period. 
and um, you essentially don't have to pay capital gains on your on your profits on your uh, so that was which is like yeah that's meant to like uh, so. I talk to a lot of a lot of people, a lot of uh, highly paid professionals who are who are looking to get into investments, right? Like you know, a lot of times I'm talking to them because they're investing, you know, with with our firm, right? With our um, with our private equity firm, uh, New Home Capital Management. So like, the conversation I have, a lot of times people don't think about the truly think about the tax piece of it. It's more you know like, oh, how much am I going to make? And I'm like, dude, your returns don't just don't just matter for like overall return numbers, right? Like if you you know get 20% on, a, on an investment opportunity, that that's your return. That's fantastic. But like, let's add in the tax piece, right? Like that's when you kind of have to start really doing the math. And so what you just said makes all the sense in the world. It's what I tell people, which is like, it's not about how much money you make, it's about how much money you keep. <clears throat> and so you made over $200,000 and got to keep all of it at profit, tax-free. Yeah. That is the definition of a cheat code. When I say cheat code, people, what I'm talking about is like, you know, remember back in the day when you played like Sega or like PlayStation, which was my game of choice, um, just the X, Y, X, Y, like over, over, left, like that, that whole thing, like that's the cheat code. Like you figured out literally how to keep all of your profit. And then not only that, but then grow that further. It's all about making your money work for you. And so that I, I commend you, man, that, that is absolutely fantastic. I, you are my hero. Like when we met at uh, when we met at Brass Tap all those years ago, like the the moment you like even mentioned the strategy, which at the time I had no idea like this was actually really a thing people did. I was blown away, and I know a lot of people will be when they hear that. Like over two hundred thousand dollars tax free, bananas. That's that's incredible. And so, what would you say like if somebody's thinking about doing that? Right? They're like, all right, that sounds amazing. I want to do that. You know what? What sort of guidance would you give them? Would you what would you more so, I guess, what would you tell them not to do? Or what would you tell them to look out for? So, um, you know, I, I think I would tell them, number one, run it past your significant other because it is, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's not exactly comfortable. Like, you know, when you're living and flipping, we didn't really get into that. But I mean, you know, we were, we were living and flipping this thing. We were renovating it as we were living in it. I mean, we were doing... There was a short time period where we were doing our dishes in the bathtub upstairs. <laughs> we had like a makeshift kitchen in like the fourth bedroom upstairs. I mean, it, it was, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not exactly a comfortable process, but I mean, to me, you know, be able to kind of, you know, get on a scale of, of comfortability versus profitability. Um, I, I, you know, Ooh, I'm going to use that comfortability versus profitability. That. Yeah, I heard I heard that somewhere, and I, I, I it really resonated with me. I, I think you're if you're able to kind of put up with some stuff like that, um, you know, put yourself in an uncomfortable position. Um, you're you're more likely to grow and also be profitable in those situations. I think it's the same in business in general. I mean, I, who knew we we're we we're going to be doing you know what we're doing nowadays when we first started right now. So it's. Um, you know, we've definitely pushed ourselves and gotten in uncomfortable uh, scenarios, and um, we really shine through that process. So, yeah, no, totally, dude. That no, that's I think that's right. Like, because I can tell you, uh, so learning from you, right? Like when we when when me and and my family we we moved up, moved up to uh, Pittsburgh, and I was like, all right, like we're gonna have a little stopover house while we're here, and then we'll you know we'll build our next house after that. So I, I pitched it to my wife. I was like, hey, like why don't we go ahead and 
you know, buy a little house. We can throw some sweat equity into it, make a couple hundred grand and, and walk away. And she was like, yeah, no, <laughs> like, no, we're not doing that. That's the, I was like, but, but, yeah. but why not? She's like, I'm not, not raising a, a newborn kid and like <laughs> utter chaos. And she was, I was like, All right, fair enough. Good point. Yeah. So, so again, good, good on your wife. Shout out to your wife. I mean, that is, uh, you picked a good one because it's a tough sell, right? But like at the end of the day, when you made that sale, she, you know, everybody's happier because yeah. you just leveled up your your wealth substantially and tax free. So good on you, man. And so what I love about you is that you're kind of like me in the sense that opportunity is always on your mind, right? Like you're always looking for the next step up. And so so tell us a little bit. What'd you do when you sold that? What was the plan then? Because I feel like there's always a plan in the works. So obviously, we're looking for another value-add situation. Um, and uh, we we were going to probably... We were looking for you know another live-in flip or, or if the opportunity arose. I mean, um, we were, were always interested in you know duplex, triplex, quadplex. Um, yeah. And uh, so luckily, you know, throughout you know, us selling, we end up finding a duplex come on say, uh, come for sale in a really highly sought after neighborhood in Charlotte, uh, Dilworth actually. It backs up to Freedom Park, which is just a fantastic park. It's walkable to restaurants and shops and boutiques and you know bars. So it's, it's a phenomenal location. Never thought I could actually be in this area, but um, we, like I said, we saw this duplex come on and I, I instantly thought that we could house hack it and um, basically... Ooh. Hard pause, house hack, quick definition. What what do you mean by that? So to me, I mean, house hacking is essentially, um, you know, utilizing your personal residence uh, and and to be able to profit from it. Um, mm. and, and basically uh, renting, it's, I mean, it's basically renting out anywhere from renting out a room uh, in your house to having a quadplex and, you know, renting out three units and living in the other. So... Gotcha. Um, yeah. But yeah, we uh, like I said, we saw this one come on. It it uh, we purchased it for six fifty, and we had the thought of basically, you know, renovating. It basically, it was a gut job on both sides. So um, so we renovated one side that's current that we're currently living in right now. This is actually the other side that'll be our our the side that we'll actually live in. Um, but the other side will actually rent out on Airbnb. Um, that when we gotcha. actually move into this side and start running that side out, that will cover our entire mortgage and and some. And so we'll be essentially living uh, living free and actually being paid to live here uh, in one of the most sought after neighborhoods in Charlotte. And uh, it's great schools, you know, great location. Um, just, I mean, it's it's a dream. So, dude, and that's the power of real estate. Oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> that's fantastic, dude. That's awesome, man. And and it's and I like, you know, having sort of watched the the growth from the beginning, right? I want to dive into a little bit of like how you've been able to because essentially this is what you've done. You 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 took, you know, one experience on one flip five or so, maybe seven or so years ago. And you've now, and I'll tell people because I know you won't, but I'll like you've leveled that up. I mean, so like the new homes portfolio now, like I mean, we're sitting on, you know, over 80 plus properties within the portfolio. We're building 21, is it 21 now? 21 houses, uh, yeah. new construction houses. At the moment, we've flipped countless homes. We've, you know, we're, we're, we're under contract to, to build um, 
six new luxury townhome development, like uh, six new luxury townhomes in a, in a development Norman, yeah. of uh, Lake Norman. Like, you know, just, just crazy stuff. And you literally, it all started from sort of just looking for opportunity, right? Like none of this stuff is really like rocket science, but it's all about mindset. And like, I've, I've always enjoyed your mindset, but I feel like it matches up with mine, like to a T, which I think is why we're such a good team. But dude, like what you've been able to pull off and are actively pulling off, Hats off to you. Yeah. Tip of the cat, man. Cause you've done, you've done a, you've done a hell of a job. Um, so before we go, man, I, I want to make sure that, that people can find you. Right. So, so, uh, real quick, plug your, plug your stuff, right? Like what, what, where can people find you? Instagram, whatever else, like feel free to dive in. So, uh, yeah, my Instagram handle is, uh, at MDG 106. And, um, Oh, that's original. If you actually, yeah. If, I mean, so that's mostly some of my family stuff and some of our, 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 you know, house hack stuff, some of the process of the construction and whatnot. Uh, if you actually want to follow actually our new home stuff, you could jump on and uh, follow us at, at newhomes.cm. So uh, new homes is N U H O M E S. So nice. Fantastic, man. And and guys, we'll make sure that, that all of that stuff is plugged into the show notes as well. And uh, I'll make sure to also do a quick recap after the episode going over sort of the, the topics we covered today. But uh, let me just first off finish off by saying thank you a thousand times, man. Thank you for joining, joining the pod. I, I know how busy you are. I know you have two kids. I have two kids. I know it's chaos. It's it's a Saturday for people out there. It's a Saturday at like nine o'clock at night. And 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 Matt, you made a lot of time for us, man. So I, I really appreciate that. If people want to reach out, feel free to reach out to us on uh, you know, shoot us a DM on Instagram, you know, um, again at Big Law Capitalist. Had a hell of a time, man. Thanks so much, Matt. We'll catch you next time. right. We did it. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode. I really, really do appreciate it. Do me a big favor. If you want to be a part of the Big Law Capitalist community to stay up to date with all of our latest episodes, you got to hit that subscribe button. Super important. But I can't thank you enough for joining me this week. I'll see you next time. Peace.